0: Three Sports Guns presents the brushback pitches, high and inside. Usually a 90 mile an hour fastball thrown at
1: the batter's head.
0: The Three Gunthers ready to shoot off their opinions on everything sports. The Brushback Pitches. The
1: Brushback Pitches podcast presented by Three Sports Guys, The Three Gunthers. Blair, Tyler, Harold, in partnership with My Retro Radio. Of course, big thanks to our on-site producer, Rick Mason. This week, jumping into the Olympics, the events, we haven't talked about that yet. Purdue did some things. We're going to talk about them as well with our Big Ten preview for football. And we're going to get back to the NFL because we did the SEC last week. We didn't get in the NFL, so we're doing the West Divisions this week but starting with the olympics uh obviously well into that i mean the united states dominating the medal count tyler i know that there's one big question you want to ask so let's let's get into this quick here and it has to do with uh, mike phelps
2: well i think the problem is is that we only talk about it during the olympics but it's it's starting to come up now but it's where you put phelps as greatest athlete of all time right and starting to actually compare him to known names in sports
1: Yeah, okay, so Pops, I guess the first question I want to ask you is how do you compare the achievement of gold medals versus individual achievements in, let's say, other sports? Because I know that's something that's been debated. You know, when Murray uh, won in London, he said that he'd rather have a Wimbledon title than a gold medal. And then, of course, you have the, well, would an Olympic team, like in basketball, you'd rather have an NBA championship than a gold medal and the World Cup over a gold medal. So how do you measure gold medals versus individual awards in individual leagues outside of the
0: Olympics? I would argue with it. I think he's the top Olympian, okay. but trying to transition him into top athletes, it's tough because I think we measure it by playing in the pro leagues and the pro sports. And unfortunately, the Olympics are not the professional sports. Now, granted, there's no professional swimming league, Right. at least not that I'm anything I'm aware of. God help us if, they're, if they start one. I don't know, top 20, top 30. I can't put him in the top 10. I, I can't do it. I mean, he, his achievements are incredible. You watch him because you enjoy and embrace the greatness. I can't put him in the top athletes. I guess he's in the conversation, but I, I just I couldn't put him in the top 10. I don't think he's in the top 15. Again, we, we take a look at our professional sports, and we all recognize that baseball, football, basketball, and hockey played in the American professional sports leagues are the pinnacle of everything, and everything else not that is below that. You know, it's kind of like the argument when they talked about Suzuki had all those hits in Japan, and right. then he comes over yeah. here, and That's Pete Rose is pissing off. Saying, hey, 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 he's the hit king. What was make me, The hit queen? It's just the professional sports is the epitome in America, and everything else comes below that. And unfortunately for me, Phelps comes below that. So I, I can't talk to him about the top, top of the top athletes. He's in the conversation, but it's lower towards 20 if you want to put him there. Hold on. I know, Ty, you're going to jump in here. One question then, Pops, You because you said – American sports is the pinnacle where you put
1: soccer then in that spectrum, because obviously American soccer are not the pinnacle of soccer. How does soccer fold into that conversation?
0: It's probably the one sport where I would say where the international leagues are the the relative equivalent of our NFL, NBA and NHL. But I, even then, I just don't know. I mean, I guess it's tough to it would be take a lot more of looking into with respect to you know, to judge the great soccer players. I think it, it, as compared to like what we've seen in football, basketball, and hockey. I mean, obviously, you could say Ronaldo; he's the best. He's the best soccer player I've seen. in Messi. I just don't know where that argument is. But I, I, I would think that that that's what I would say. Certainly, the Europe, the English league, I think, deserves that. The Spanish league deserves that. I, I guess I would say that the international League for soccer are the would be the closest that comes. And I guess I could accept that as somewhat of an equivalent. Okay, Tyler, go ahead.
2: Well, the first thing I was to say is that. There are professional swimming leagues. They're worldwide. The top tournaments are considered the Pan American, the Pan Pacific, and there's world champions every year. So he competes against the world every single year. Right. Uh, not including the Olympics. The, the Olympics they take they take a turn off. So basically, uh, you could talk about because is saying for the Olympics. I mean, you could say that, but the same way, he's basically competing against the same guys every year. The Olympics just have more. Pizzazz about them okay, but it doesn't mean like he doesn't do as doesn't mean he, you know He gets like two golds in the world. He does very well there. I think he's really good uh, I think the one thing hurting him is American ignorance or I think belief that we think our sports are amazing and everybody else just isn't good or just people who play football just aren't good or something like that. Like our sports are good, and be like, hey, you know, you know, t- tennis is a wussy sport, stuff like that. Right. That's the other one I point out. Americans aren't good at, at tennis, tennis either. Tennis is a big one. That's well, just- that's what I'm saying. Like there's like Americans go like football, basketball, baseball. Be like, oh, their sports are just stupid, and so that's I think hurts him. I'd also argue that saying American sports is uh, limited because you could say there's international players, but. I'd argue that if you start saying it's a it's a balanced level of international growth in a way, I'd argue against you and say in baseball, uh, even in baseball, you would say, yes, American baseball is the best. But the best athletes aren't from America. They're not from the US. They're from the other countries. We just have a plate here, which is just geographical in a way. Uh, if you were going to use Basketball is a way to say that like the best is American, but you'd still say you don't play a lot of other players from the country. So in a in a sport like swimming or tennis or gymnastics or I went off a baseball, but the other ones they compete against everybody around the world every year. So it's not like at basketball, LeBron's playing other Americans most of the year, and then he plays the Olympics to play some other teams. And also, let's not forget the American team has struggled a team that's supposed to be amazing, they've had three t- games where they basically just barely got out.
1: Yeah, they're uh, not amazing. That, yeah, they're that not. That
2: if they if if they consistently p- play people around the world and consistently beat them, to me, that's the reason why I say that's best all, uh, athlete all the time. He's always going against everybody. It's not like he's going against a bunch of Americans all the time and you know a couple international players. And then every four years, he you know he swims against some Argentinians and Egyptians and blah blah blah. Yeah. And so that's why I think he's the best of all time because there's always a chance he could run into somebody better than him and he always beats them.
1: Okay, so are you saying that you have him at number one then?
2: I do. I think we could make fun of the Olympics as much as we want about how corrupt everything is, but I think the talent level you can't argue against. I think you have to say that he has the most individual medals since a guy over two thousand years ago. Like that's how long it took that record record to break. Because you could talk about like, people want to say baseball records are sacred. The last, the guy whose record he beat was not even born in the modern time period of years. He was born in BC. That's well, who, how long ago this? that happened.
1: Yeah, Ty, I thought, the, I thought the record for, well, I guess because it was. Uh, most
2: individual medals was the record he just beat. Whose was he that? Yeah, 15. What? Whose was that? It was a Roman guy or a, it was a Greek guy like 80 BC. Oh, individual medals. That's the guy medals? who held most individual yeah. Yeah, he just okay because golds was now he has, uh, his most, golds has was, most medals most golds and most individual medals.
1: Yeah, golds was somebody was it was the the track star I can't think of his name the one that I think raced in Germany, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he had nine. Not, uh, not but Lewis, he, he was. Uh, uh, but there was a couple people tied yeah, with nine. I can't think of okay, okay. So pops, where do you measure it then? Because the span of the dominance definitely has to factor in here because he's been part of now five Olympics.
0: Yeah, it's unprecedented. Like I said, I probably put him in my top 20, 25 athletes of all time. I just don't know as far as going any further. I mean, it's a hell of an accomplishment. We probably we will never see this again. How many medals did he win in Beijing? Yeah, eight. eight. I, that's just ludicrous. Yes, I mean, and he, and he come back in, in London and probably won six, and he won four here, five, or whatever it was.
2: Five, yeah. Yeah, five. Well, five I, golds. you want to sell it
0: yeah. to me, Blair, me, he's, he's obviously he's the greatest Olympian of all time. You know, like I said, but I mean, I guess I kind of struggle a bit trying to figure out where he lays in the greater pantheon of the greatest sports stars of ever. I think something that Tyler alluded to, I think overall the U.S. kind of pays attention to
1: Olympics, but as a country... I, I don't think we really like care about it, and then we come around we're like, all right, we better win the most gold, and it's not even close. I mean, we're you gonna know. get into that. I mean, you could just take the swimming and the olymp and the the gymnastics team and call it a day, and I think United States still walk away pretty I, I well. I think that's
0: the American arrogance, hubris. that What we do is when we put on like the NCAA tournament, you know, the playoffs, and then right. that's the the best of the best, of the best. The Olympics, yeah, that's, yeah, okay, whatever. Damn it, we didn't, win. and if. Here's another thing. Here's a ridiculous thought, but I'll throw it out anyway. If we can generate this kind of success in swimming and in gymnastics, why can't we fix the bigger problems? Can someone explain this to me? We're this good in sports, but when it comes to spending and getting along, we're like, screw you, pal. F you. You're against well, me. for. I don't get it. Speaking of which, did you see –
1: this is just minor topic, sort of offhand, but did you see the whole story about the judo thing where it was uh, – Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was an Egyptian guy and an Israeli guy that they no, would they wouldn't shake that. hands after a match, and it's apparently a huge story because of judo. Uh, but that's apparently part of it is that it's very based on oh sportsmanship, and so everyone's making a huge deal because uh, I think there's something to it being a story because you know the Olympics are about putting a cr- putting down you know race. Politic
0: politics. Well, s- sports are known to bring communities together. Right. Okay. And uh, you could look, you could cite any number of places where t- that have, especially when you win, where people of different economic backgrounds, different races come together to unite for a common thing. They put their differences aside. Right. Okay. Then it's a unifier, but w- it's just, it, that's ridiculous that those two, I mean, why don't you guys go somewhere, and beat the crap out of it. Here's an idea. Judo, judo each other until there's an actual winner, and then you guys say this whole crap about Palestine, the argument about that, and the Jewish argument, and the Palestinian argument, we could get past this stupid crap. Throw the religion out, throw the difference out. This is sports. Sports are not to the death, they're just to an end. And then you'd say, you know what, I lost, I'll learn from this and move on. If you could take the values of sports and apply them across society, politics, race, genders, everything else, the world would be a hell of a lot better.
1: Yes. Quick question, Pops. Do you think that Phelps, he says he's not swimming in Tokyo. I think he is. Do you think he's swimming in Tokyo? No. Tyler?
2: Uh, yeah. I don't know how he does not Like I, I said earlier, he, he swam his fastest split ever in freestyle this year. Yeah, I 31 think 31 years old.
1: I don't think he takes on his main events, but I think he does something. Okay. Speaking of dominance, so Pops, because you said that we're not going to see dominance like this, we got to talk about Ledecky. Because it's, I don't know if it's to the same extent, but she's on the path of that when it comes to women swimming. Kind
0: of looks that way
1: because she's she, just well,
2: blowing them out of little pun intended, is, blowing how, out of water. How old is she, Tyler? Uh, she's nineteen, well, and uh, yeah, like That's I told Blair, awesome. she goes to IU. Let's talk about that, Thomas. Because I Great, told
0: Tyler, what does that mean in the scheme of things? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you drop that, that and means, say goes and to IU. he knows her. He knows it. That's what it means. Hey, did, I went to the same school did, as her. Did you tutor so her, her? <laughs> Tyler? <laughs> yes, of course. You somehow you want some sort of a uh, say that somehow you played he's just associated role in this. with greatness. He played a small role in this.
2: Hey, I donate to that school, so I'll take credit
1: <laughs> for it. Tyler, is she on that same kind of trajectory because I was telling Pops the clip the clip of her finishing the 800 meter swim is just insane because like they have a shot where they zoom out and you can see like half the pool and you can't even see anybody else in the shot. Yeah,
2: she I watched that whole 800. She was like half a pool length ahead of everybody in her 400 meters she was like 5 seconds ahead of, of everybody and in both the 800 and 400 she smashed the world record by like 2 to 3 seconds yeah. there's two aspects i'd say with her a yes because she is she's just crazy talented and she'll be really good she started out just like Phelps at 15 but she won a gold in London, and she's won. Yeah, I remember four it, was, now. it was a
1: big deal because uh, she was fifty. I remember that 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 whole yeah. thing.
2: Because she won four now, so that's five. But the problem is, is as far as I know, she does not swim outside of freestyle, which limits how oh, how well okay. she can do. Because there's freestyle, there's freestyle relay, there's medley, butterfly, breaststroke, backstroke, backstroke, backstroke breaststroke. Yeah. I mean, because like, I think when Phelps is in Beijing, he did eight events. And I think at most she could do maybe six events. So I just don't know if she'll ever get as much as him because she has to diversify. And what she has going for is she's the best long distance freestyle swimmer. So anything over 200, 200 up, she's going to beat everybody basically.
1: I'll, yeah, I'll take her over Lochte any day. Pops, what do you think? Is is she going to, and that's, that's something I didn't realize about Ledecky, that that factors in even more. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong when it comes to Phelps, but the fact that he swims all the things and he wins all the things is definitely a factor, too. It's not like he's just a backstroke guy. But what do you think about Ledecky and, and the fact that she's 19 and she's already crushing everyone at the Olympics?
0: Well, it, it, it certainly would indicate that she could at least be in the next Olympics and possibly the following Olympics. After that, I don't know. I mean, maybe she's going to end up being the female version of Michael Phelps as far as dominating oh, women's uh, swimming like for X amount of Olympic games. We'll see. At that age, I would think that that's very impressive. Yeah. Uh,
1: one last thing I wanted to touch on, Tyler, just because of the amount of dominance is the uh, the um, gymnastics
2: team.
0: Did we win gold in London? For what? Yes. Yeah, we won gold in team yeah, competition. We gold and all, around. And
2: all around. Gabby won gold in all around, and the team won. And I think that's the fourth straight year that we've won both of those. It's kind of confusing, but basically there's the team because everybody does something and all your scores get adding up. Right. And that's team. And then for all around, the gymnast has to do all the events and all their scores get added up. And right. then there's individual where they judge just the B. And it's kind of confusing. Uh, yeah, just that. And that one gets like best score. That one gets a gold. It's a little a kind of confusing compared to other sports, but I think it's a pretty sure it's four years in a row that now we've won all around best gymnast and best team. And you point out that the Simone Biles, who won, since I point out, there's world champions for gymnastics, and she was too young to be in London. This is the fourth straight year she's best gymnast in the world.
1: Tyler, as the Olympic enthusiast, can you try and put in perspective uh, the amount? Because, boys, it? they won the team won by like eight points, and then she won the individual one by like two points, and those are unheard of uh, decisions by that amount of points. I don't know. Yeah,
2: because because with individual. Usually the best score you can get is like 16.5 or something like that. Most people, like the best they could do is about 16 or so. And so usually you'll have like a 16, a 15 something, you know, a 15 low or something. So that's, that's a lot. I mean, that's what, if you lo- win by more than two, that's like 20% higher score, which is a lot, especially because most people, even when they, you know, do horribly, still score like a 13 something. So like, that I means she was just consistently nailing everything. Uh, And then the other, and then it's the same thing. So when I talk all around, so you have five different events and that's like the team doing like a point and a half better or more than everybody else, which I, like I'm saying, means they're just nailing it all and everybody else just kind of average. Right.
1: Last thoughts on gymnastics, Pop, because it's like we talked about it. We We had lunch today and we're joking about it. You might as well have the A
0: teams and the B teams go against each other. Yeah, again, I mean, we, we're so good at this, we can't balance a budget. I mean, I know it's, it's it's. I, I just, I think that when we put our mind to things, we could dominate anything. It's American ingenuity, American drive, American desire to be the best. Right. I think it's great in sports. I'd like to think it to tackle those bigger problems out there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. great that we go out and win 80, 875 medals in the Olympics, but we can't balance a budget. We're going bankrupt. Somebody explain this to me. Somebody take this kind of ingenuity and go to Washington and clean house and figure that out. Swimming's easy. Budget's hard. That's what it is. No, it's, just, it's people who, who refuse to work together in opposed to here on the Olympics. We're all pulling the same rope. The U.S. Olympic administration is great about this. It seems like we're competitive in everything. No. And literally, we're competitive in everything. Not ping pong. That's the key. We're not. Well, camp- I'm disappointed. You, you have to get Boris Gump out of retirement. I don't know how maybe you decide he'll decide to be awesome. Maybe at that. he'll help with this. But uh, well, you know, it, it, it's it's impressive. Oh my God. Even in the team things, it's the individuals, the individual athletes, the individual accomplishments. To me, what I think, what I like about the Olympics, this this. But when the NBA brings in all their slugs all their guys in, and then they, they just. You talk about how good this team is. There's thoughts that they might be the best defensive team ever. Then they they actually play somebody and they couldn't guard a water bucket. They're overrated. Those are the things that make me want to puke. But these individual stories are really, I think, what the Olympics about.
1: Todd, last thoughts on the Olympics, especially the women's soccer team choking and then Hope Solo acting like a jerk.
2: I would tell you, Pops, then, that there's a strong comparison then to men's gymnastics because for as dominant as women's is, men's gymnastics don't make the podium. Pretty I much know. ever. I saw they're 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 relatively good, but they're 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 one of those teams where yeah, they're good, but they're never actually a real threat to challenge. Like so our I soccer you team, it, it seems actually. It, it not. seems like there there's two levels of American sports. There's either dominant or middling. We're not really terrible at a lot of things, but we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we're okay. Because, like, we're dominant, like, the women's beach volleyball team. Amazing. They are amazing. That's
0: because we decided to put that as a sport because we had somebody that was good. And yeah. it's not a sport. Well, I mean, it should we're, be in the Olympics.
1: Before Phelps, were we really good at swimming? Is
0: it just yes. one of those? No, I told you. That there was a stat I heard in ESPN. The last 20 years, we that's probably covering four or five Olympics. We've that's, won 240 Medals.
1: Phelps' tenure, I said before Phelps. Yes,
0: 240 Olympic medals compared to the Aussies who won 60. Who's second? Yes, we've always seen them get good in, in swimming. I mean, just know why we picked swimming then.
2: Well, because there was a stat earlier this Olympics that a record broke where it was 20 straight finals in swimming with an American. So we were always in the final. Yeah, we were yeah, always so we somewhere in the area of winning.
1: Todd, do you remember that? St- I was trying to tell Pops. Do you remember that stat? It said, I can't remember what it is, but it's something like Michael Phelps has more golds in all but like 10 countries no, or something about, like
0: that. He's he 39. All but
1: 39 countries? Yeah, okay, good. that would make a little bit more well,
2: sense. Well, because his amount of golds is 23. The next person down has nine. He's got like 27, yeah, 28. he got 28, 28 total. The next person is like twelve or something.
1: Yeah, I know, but there was a It's, fun, just, it's just it, not. I didn't think I did I thought it was smaller than thirty nine, but that's just put that in perspective because how many countries compete in the Olympics? Arguably it's there's like two hundred and fifteen countries or something like that, right? hmm And he has more medals than all but thirty nine of them. All right. well it's impressive. That's insane. Okay, let's move from great sports to sucky sports. Let's see what I did there's sucky sports. <laughs> You hired a new AD finally. Seems like Pops, you've been calling for one for a long
0: time. Yes. So how did they do? Well, he's been an AD, I think, what? Act that's act right? the, hey,
1: that's already a positive. He's been the guy before.
0: No, he's actually been an athletic director. <laughs> now, you, you could talk about his success. They're attributing Georgia Tech going to, what did they go, the Orange Bowl? I think in so. 14. They're, they're giving credit for that. They said he hired Thad Mata at Xavier, when, and when Mata left to go to Ohio State, he hired coach. Chris Mayer. I can't think of what the guy. His replacement is Xavier, I and mean, Xavier has been a perennial team that gets in the NCAA I mean, tournament. It's a good basketball team. The thing team. is, nowadays in sports, you attribute anything that the guy could be possibly, you know, nearby. He, I mean, he might get credit for getting Tyler down down to Atlanta. I, I don't know. It seems like everybody else seems to think. It doesn't. You know, you, you go back so far when you're looking for credit. Did you give this guy credit? Right. And I don't really know. It's kind of like when Emery come into Atlanta. I mean, they were saying yes. He oh, he yeah, helped okay, redesign, yeah. redesign the the uniforms. Uh, he helped <laughs> Sherman march through Atlanta. It's okay. Stop. All right. Because you're just like you're your resume. It seems like a good hire. To begin with, he's not Burke, so that's a big plus that's in my eyes. Okay. Then he has experience. Yeah. That's that's plus two. Right. But he's got yeah. a lot, of, hell of a lot of work to do with this athletic athletic administration. Okay,
1: Ty, so let's give him actual credit he deserves, because you've probably done the most research on this. What should we actually give the new AD credit? What's his name, first of all? We Mike should probably Bobinski. Say, yeah, we should say Mike that.
2: Mike Bobinski. Okay, what should we actually give him credit for? He was on... Now I can't find it, but he was on some kind of... Um, he was on some kind of, like, basketball committee for the tournament yeah, while he was Yeah, he was ahead Xavier. of it a couple of years ago or so. Okay. What?
0: He's ahead of it. I think they rotate the chairman of the yeah. big, uh, the NCA selection committee. He was in charge of ramrodding that process a couple years ago. You could talk about good, bad, or otherwise. Something.
1: I'm not really sure how to take that, but uh, that, okay.
0: okay. that's yeah. picking the best teams argument. I don't know, I'm not sure how that correlates to figuring out who to hire for Georgia Tech. I mean, Tyler, how good have the Georgia Tech basketball program been of late?
2: They never made the tournament while he was here.
0: Well, that sounds about like somebody Purdue would hire. How about the football team? Well,
2: you tried to give him credit for the Orange Bowl, right?
0: No, I think that's the prevailing thought, was that they're attributing that to him. And I think he hired Paul Johnston, who out from Navy, to come to Georgia Tech to run that offense. The problem is, it really hasn't translated. Last year... Well, except for that one season. Right. Last year, we were thinking this was going to be a top-ten team. We talked about him a lot. And they kept laying more eggs than a chicken and heat. Yeah, I mean, they it, just, it was nine, a I clunker think. last year. Yeah. I just don't know what to make of this. I mean, I mean it seems on paper like a good hire but time will tell go ahead tyler
2: okay there's there's a lot i guess well the first part is that they probably deserve more credit for that one they went to iowa because last year they basically lost to florida state win he was not there when they went to iowa Uh, pops he didn't hire paul johnson paul johnson's been at georgia tech for like eight years Babinski's only been at georgia tech since january 14 don't give any credit on football probably because he was hired in january and then they they had that good year and they lost to Florida State. And I don't know how much you give a first-year AD credit for a coach who's been around at least five years on how well they do.
0: They didn't fire uh, him?
2: John Paul Johnson? No, they didn't fire him. No, that's what
0: I'm saying. That's, that's the credit. He didn't fire him. <laughs> he decided to stick with him. I mean, that's just what... Uh, look, they're looking to give this guy credit anywhere they can in order to legitimize this selection. I'll give you two parts of credit that you won't like.
2: Blair uh-oh. won't like the first one much. Well, Pops hates it, too. Uh, he is from Notre Dame. Uh, uh-oh.
0: Well, Tyler, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to I'm willing to look past I mean, in that. In terms if,
2: of their athletics, though, so let's be
1: honest, they're a pretty good program.
0: Generally speaking, yes. Just, okay, Tyler, I'm willing to look past that because stat,
2: I've got No, seriously, I've got
0: bigger fish to fry, and they're up hold on, north. I'll give you a stat. You like that, okay.
2: that he's give it credit for. It's that. It. It. Is that the academic progress rose? in several respective oh, sports. There you go, Pops. We're going to graduate more
1: people. We ain't going to win. We're going to okay, graduate more th- people. That's
0: what they say Morgan. The, Morgan Burke's biggest accomplishment is he has a higher graduation rates. And they said, and, and they're kind of like. That puts fans on so, the that, stands. Uh, that's all I could
2: find on the guy. He, he fired the basketball coach uh, at the end of spring. And that guy was at Georgia Tech, I think, four. Or, I think it was at Georgia Tech four years. They never made the tournament. The guy he hired, Josh Pastner. I don't
1: know. Okay, so here, here, here's a question, Tyler. One to ten. Obviously, we're excited that Burke is finally gone. Like, this makes it real. They hired a new AD. Burke's going to go away. He's not Morgan Burke. Yes. So, one out of ten, how do you rate this higher? Do you think this is a good guy?
2: Because the more we talk about it, the more it seems like kind of an unknown. If this was a normal school, I'd give it a five. or pretty I'll give it a seven. Just because this <laughs> seems like a generic, average sports guy star. that hasn't overtly accomplished anything, but really has a Made big As mistakes. He's go, just a—he okay. seems like just a regular kind of gear in the cogs kind of guy. He'll do his job. He'll—he'll he'll do pretty well and. Things will go well. He's, uh, he's not an amazing
0: athletic director, more than likely. He's just a guy. You know, otherwise, he wouldn't be at Purdue, right? So, Pop's one out of ten. Six, six. Okay. I got to read a quote from Hammer and Rails because okay, go you ahead. know, you know how I am as far as being sarcastic towards Purdue and Morgan Burke. Well, they, its kind of hard to touch to top this. They're good about that. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Burke has accomplished a minor miracle. He's taken a Power Five football program in the Big Ten with all that TV money coming in, and somehow has conjured up a twelve point seven million dollar shortfall. The thing he always touted as his best accomplishment, financials, and being self-sustaining will end up being a net negative because of the football program as he's leaving. I I can't – That's the stat I told you about. I can't improve on that.
1: Yeah, that's what – I don't think you said it last week, Ty. I think you just mentioned it after they hired the ADs at Purdue – being one of the self-sustaining football Allegedly. programs, like one of four or whatever, and getting what forty million dollars a year from the big t- is going to lose money in the athletic department it's because football. Right. the football, The
0: football program is the biggest revenue generator And this university. Whether you want to point at Morgan Burke or maybe it's more Mitch Daniels, fails to understand that the only way that you're going to make more money is spend more money and improve and the product. When? They think they think they could run this on a skeleton and they just they hire guys on the cheap you can't recruit worth a damn and Mm. the one guy that you decide to go out and get hazel and you'd actually give them half the university because otherwise you'd be broke sucks i mean this looked like a good to hire but it's been terrible and if you you take a look at it purdue wanted to go different than being a purdue family they hired daryl hazel illinois on the hand other hand which was almost a big a laughing stock as a football program they hired lovey smith to say hey we're getting serious daryl hazel lovey smith it's not even close to the No, It's a joke. The, the program is behind by a decade. The uh, buildings and whatnot are probably behind by 15 years. Purdue has some of the passionate fans. They have the ninth biggest alumni association. So wherever Purdue that. plays, mm-hmm. Purdue attracts fans. But the athletic, well, athletic programs would. in general overall sucked right right before burke obviously
1: hired his replacement he signed extension with painter we're going to talk about that next week we're actually going to take a look at burke's tenure now that he's done but pops touched on it so let's get into purdue football here pops we're excited not at all zilcho excited amazed that they're oh by the way not that it's any news si did their ranking of uh coaches on the hot seats and daryl hazel made it number two for hottest seat this year
0: he's been on that which, for the last five five years, which even I know he's I, been there three.
1: I kind of agree. I mean, he. I don't think he should have been brought back, but I kind no. of agree with you. I don't know how he's the second hottest seat because I feel like if he stinks, it's not like like they were talking about some of the coaches like Gus Malzahn from Auburn or something. How he might not even make it through the first like half of the season. Whereas Hazel, I think his team could go winless. They're still going to let him coach out the year. Then they'll make the decision. I
0: honestly think Malzahn and uh, Sumlin will be gone yeah, at the on end there of this too. year. He was on there too. Um, Hazel. And if I was the AD, I would run him out of town so fast that he'd have whiplash. I think he'll be back because this universe, if you're $12.7 million shortfall, the last thing you want to do is go out and hire another coach because you owe this guy so much goddamn money. Right. And, you know, we talked, look, this the, the first year their program or their saying was one brick at a time. I didn't think that would be one win the first year, two wins the second year, three wins the third year, four wins the fifth year. But that's kind of almost hey, going in that trajectory. We're eight
1: years away from an undefeated season. The front, <laughs> okay.
0: The I can't, I yeah, whatever. The front of the local newspaper has talked about Purdue twenty sixteen Purdue football optimism. I would think that Dear I wouldn't God. use that adjective. It would be desperation, because this they're, they 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 out like their two thousand sixteen Purdue football can't get much worse. Right, we're not actually what I said. We're not Kansas. I were mean, we're not Kansas. <laughs>
1: Their goal from what I saw their goal was to be to protect the football, which is an understatement, and to make less dumb plays because they had like 16 or something like that personal fouls last year. And I'm so not only are they they bad, they they're dumb. That's coaching.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's bad. That's because you you coach out you coach out discipline both yes. in penalties and in holding the football. That means that the coaches are being tuned out. We have a new OC and a new DC. Yes. Which means I don't know what that means. But the problem is we have the same players. Yes. Okay. Well, that doesn't really add up because this team was sucked last year and won two games. All right. Yes. So the only way they're going to get better is two ways you coach them up, that's not working. You recruit better. That's not working. So
1: miracles, miracles, pops. Up. All right, miracles. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Call one
0: eight hundred Jesus. We need help.
1: Okay, so Tyler, do you think that the, I think the first question you get ask, especially with the trend the last few seasons with Purdue, is are we gonna see Sindelar because they've switched quarterbacks every year like at the last four? Yes, I think so. I think so too because I think from what I've read, the only reason that he came to Purdue is because he tore his ACL. But I think Sindelhar is considered the the better player. Because he was Mister Kentucky, and I don't know how serious football is in Kentucky, but he was considered the best player in the state. I so think that's it's more something. serious
0: than football in Indiana, which I know is is really not a is not a fair comparison, but it's still SEC country.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean,
0: it might be the lower end of the SEC, but it's still SEC country.
1: What what do you make of the roster here, Tyler? Because when they when they reviewed, like the JNC went through position by position, and they like to say that the receivers are the deepest they've ever been, and the running backs are the deepest they've ever been. I mean, it's <laughs> it's so hard for me to look. It, you laugh. It's so hard for me to look at it and not laugh
0: too. Because I don't even laugh. I just roll my eyes. There's
1: senior receivers, but I mean, what is senior receivers on a team that's sucked every
2: year they've been here? I will pull out a classic. Oh scoff scoff that's what I do at it I say the word scoff because it's too easy just to scoff at them (laughs) well remember how much they touted D'Angelo Yancey somehow the guy is a superstar ready for the NFL but gets 10 catches last year or something and he was not hurt like like, Purdue Purdue has the uh, the most unrealistic hopeful expectations I've ever heard it's like they think that somehow they are like five seconds from striking gold with everybody, they're like they don't count this guy first round talent right there. Like every team, you're like this guys first round talent all around. You know, you know we, we're we're one we're one big game from going undefeated. People, <laughs> it's almost like people in Lafayette who actively cheer for Purdue and have hope are just somehow drunk because they somehow think that some of these expectations are realistic. I think
0: They're stupid.
2: I mean,
1: that's it's probably stupid.
2: I feel like the, No, no, no. The Browns know their team is terrible. Like I heard a Browns fan. They said. You know, uh, season's about to start. What do you think about Cleveland? The guy said, "Oh, no games played means we haven't lost anything yet." <laughs> like, like people whose teams are bad know their teams are bad. Purdue still thinks their team is good. Pops, realistically, I mean,
1: what do you make of the roster?
2: Well, I got, it, I got it. They have, they have the Dallas Mavericks type del- delusion. <laughs> Dallas just getting shots in all over the place. What,
1: realistically, what do you think of the roster? They make
0: the San Francisco 49ers roster look like a bunch of all pros, and the San Francisco roster might be the worst in the NFL. Yes. I think we're dealing with the same thing, Blair. There's, we got three seniors on the offensive line. Right. Does, does that matter? We have yet another starting quarterback Again, that yes. will play four or five games and we bring another one in because we're going to blame it Probably. on him. We have the running back is Mark Merkel jones Merkle right? Jones. And the other guy got hurt and tore his ACL, right? Yes. That's a problem. The receivers... Couldn't catch a cold. I mean, just they're just bad hands. You know, there was like on Little Giants, who's that was Stone, Stone hands. Stone hands. Yeah, Hot that, hands hanging. Yeah. Now, the defense has got some players, but they can only do they so much. Losing Frankie Williams and, uh, and Anthony Brown is a big deal. Rezan Howard was going to play, but he lit, went to the su- supplemental draft because apparently he flunked out. And he didn't get drafted He either. flunked on marijuana, drugs, and booze. You know, the NCAA economy is a good player. You got Galen Robinson as he could stop beating people up and or getting – was he get arrested for DUI? Is that what it was? That's what it was, I The think. linebackers are good. with Wachuku, Herman, and Jawan Bentley is going to be playing NFL.
1: He is going to be an NFL player. The rest of
0: that you can have. The recruiting has not gotten any better. It's in the 80s. That's not really the objective nope. here. Here's the schedule. Go okay, ahead. this doesn't matter, but let's fill some our time. Right. Eastern Kentucky. That might be the only win. Cincinnati. Who's coaching him now? I don't know. Tyler. In Tupperville? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tupperville's right. still there.
1: Nevada. I think that's a solid program. I don't know who's there, but they're usually a decent team. At Maryland. I don't know. If
2: Kaepernick comes back, they might win.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, that's about the only job he's going to win, going back to Nevada.
2: At Maryland. Uh, well, I can print it. you got to know what battles you can win. Right. <laughs> at Maryland.
1: If you're going to if you're gonna pick an East team, it's still Maryland and Rutgers, but I doubt Purdue beats them. At Illinois. I
2: don't know, it's, it's at Maryland.
1: Oh, that sucks. Uh, no, I, well, I don't tough. think the candidate's coming home.
0: They're one in four. At Iowa, that's another loss. That's a big loss. That's At Nebraska, lost. that's a loss. Penn Even though State, our punching bag, that's a loss. At Minnesota, that's a loss.
2: Northwestern, mm, loss. probably lost. loss.
0: Probably want to jump in and just, or you want to keep saying L L L L L L L L? I'm
2: gonna. It, but pops, uh, Iowa's at home. That was homecoming.
0: Right. I don't think it matters because Iowa's figured something out, and, and I think Ferris is gonna have this team winning the West. Pops, um, so their defense.
2: Don't. Maybe they just need. Maybe they just needed a steam alum like you coming home to give them that boost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, i heard, I'm, I've heard no. I am rooting homecoming. for Where's Illinois. The you get the people going.
0: <laughs> Don't sleep on Minnesota in the West. Tyler, I'm, I'm we'll rooting for Illinois. I, I can't even root for Purdue. I, I like. I'm rooting because of the lovey factor.
2: Hey, I passed on my good words to Jim Everett to get them up. It's not my fault they didn't work.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> They're at Minnesota. Lost. Northwestern loss. probably lost. Wisconsin at home definitely a loss. At loss. IU probably a loss. Probably, probably a I, loss. Okay. I look if each year. I, or the last two years, I've set the over under on wins.
1: I feel like it's ever it's two and a half every. Year.
0: No, it was three and a half. I'm going to have to lower. Special? I'm going to say two and a half this year. Can
1: we just say half?
0: <laughs> no, because I have to make it. I, 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 okay, let's make it one and a half.
1: I'm still I probably think, yeah, taking... one and a half is realistic. I think I'm taking the under. I don't. Uh, I don't know because out of all you read, the worst teams on that are Maryland and. IU, because I'd still take Northwestern over Purdue. I think they, they had kind of a, Kentucky. That, that's what I'm saying. But so, that's what. But after them. That's the one game I'm giving them.
0: Typically, I go the under. I'm going to go the over and say Purdue figures out a way to win two games. Two games. Yes. And then Hazel belie- should be ran out of town, but they'll bring it back because they don't have the money.
2: I got to agree with that because they get Eastern Kentucky, Cincinnati, Nevada, all at home. I got to believe that they win two of those games. I don't. Like, if you can two, games, I don't.
0: If Purdue wins two, Dare say three of these non-conference. The 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 amount of stupidity is going to be coming out of the people and the pundits and the radio broadcasters. They've turned this thing around.
1: I mean, in fairness, those are not. Those are not programs in the non after the Kentucky one. Those two non conference games are not ones you could sleep on. Here, Cincinnati okay, and are decent teams. what we need to do
0: is call up Baylor and say, "Look, who who are you guys scheduling, yeah. and can we schedule them?" Can we get that? Try to get three wins, and I mean play like like I said that without I can't remember who it was, and I remember I told at you that Florida
1: they're, State they're playing all the Florida teams, right?
0: And I said that that one school is playing their local church because <laughs> Auburn's playing Presbyterian. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's it. Yeah. Go 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 out and get those guys. Get try to get three well, wins. It, it's only gonna get worse because what Purdue has to this finishes the home and home with Cincinnati but they still have Missouri they signed one with Virginia Tech they still got to do that one again they have uh Marshall I think they still no they finished the Marshall one they signed it there's a couple more still coming I give up let's get into the actual Big Ten let's start in the West because it's a weaker one
2: okay well well I I I had one hold on hold on Blair I I want you to think back about two okay two years ago when we worked at radio and and we covered these games Imagine – I want you to imagine this year happening and, and Purdue winning – let's say Purdue won these three games. I think we could all agree everybody would be drunk. Classes would be canceled. Uh, we would just spend all week getting ready for those games. If they were 3 out somehow, the world would stop at Purdue.
1: Probably. Because I don't think anybody realistically expects them to even get to like four. So no, no I, I don't. No,
2: that, so. that would be the classic. There's no tomorrow because, or, or, or what is it? Uh, Gosh, the replacement ones. Star- yeah, no tomorrow. Yeah, there's no tomorrow. There would be no tomorrow
1: because we know we're gonna lose tomorrow. Right. Okay. So let's talk here. Let's talk about the West. 'Cause the West is the weaker division here. Okay, so you got Iowa, Northwest. Iowa won last year. They finished uh eight and one conference. Northwestern and Wisconsin were six and two. And then it was Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois, Purdue. It was three and five, two and six, two and six, one and seven. And Iowa went undefeated, of course, until the Big Ten Championship game. Wisconsin, for us, kind of giving them crap, still went ten and three. And then Northwestern beat Stanford in the struggle but then bounced back to ten three after that bad season the year before. So Pops, if you had to pick a winner of the West right now, you kind of
0: alluded to Iowa, is that who you're still taking? Yeah, I, I think that whatever Ferentz figured out last year, I, I think they still have enough remnants of this team. And I took the, one of the big other bigger factors, is the schedule, and right. who they play and who they don't play. They don't have Ohio State or Michigan State on a schedule. That helps. That's a big plus. Yes. They got the Cheeseheads at home, and they have Michigan coming in, who I, I will go, to go all over them in Wait. a minute. Oh, Wisconsin, the Cheeseheads got it yeah, right. Yeah, Wisconsin goes to Iowa, yes. and – Michigan goes to Iowa. So that's the plus. That's their two schedule. toughest games. Yeah. They don't play anybody. I know this is a big surprise. Iowa didn't play anybody in pre-conference. Okay. So, you know, let's take the schedule is Miami of Ohio, Iowa State, North Dakota State. Wait, is, is North
1: Dakota State the good FCS school or is it yes, South Dakota State? It's North Dakota. Okay. Well, that's, that, that's where, something. That's where
0: Ferentz, but the, it's at home.
1: It's still something. That team's a
0: good team. Okay. At Rutgers. Okay. Minnesota. Okay. Northwestern. At Instead Minnesota. Of, okay, no, okay, yeah. And, here, you know, on the 15th of October, they got their scrimmage because they go to Purdue. Right. Then Wisconsin comes in.
1: Do you know that people still consider that a How did that supposedly get considered a rivalry?
0: What? Iowa and Purdue. I don't know. I don't get it. We still have an award with Michigan State that just perpetually stays in Michigan State. Yeah, so. I don't get that one either. Um, and Notre Dame, too, but we don't play them anymore. No, they, that was their choice. Wisconsin smart, at smart home choice. at Penn State. Michigan comes in, which I think will be a big game both for Iowa winning the West and for all the idiots that root for the mason, b- mason blown blowhards at Illinois, Nebraska. Okay, they got the quarterback back, C.J. Bether The defense is pretty good. Yeah, they, they got the a couple uh, wide Desmond receivers coming back. back. Yeah. So I think that that schedule I think, will help them. Well, Wisconsin, look, I don't know Paul Christ or Christ, what however you pronounce it, did Christ. a good job, ten and three. The problem is the schedule. Okay. okay? They open up LSU and Green Bay. L. Akron.
1: Okay, that's, that's a win.
0: Georgia State. <laughs> that's also a win. Okay, here's where the, here's where the problem starts. Okay. At Michigan State. That's not a favorable game. At Michigan. Wow, back-to-back, that sucks. Ohio State. Dang, they're going 0-3. Hold on. At Iowa. Wow. That's a, th- th- that's, Where's Purdue? Where's Purdue? Uh, next to last.
1: Oh, I was hoping they're after Ohio State.
0: <laughs> so I mean the problem is I think Wisconsin's gonna be eliminated by before October no kidding. gets here.
1: You're talking about so you're talking about possibly well, what is that, two and Halloween. two and four? Easy. Those are the first yeah. six games, right? And the
0: numb nuts up there in Wisconsin will be calling for Chris to be fired because of the schedule. That's really a disproportionate schedule Insert highly in favor of Iowa over Wisconsin. Okay, give me Minnesota's schedule. Minnesota
1: is my, my pick this year.
0: That's your sleeper? Yeah. It's either Minnesota or Iowa because I think Minnesota
1: got the same kind of schedule that Iowa got. You're not in on. I'm not. I'm not sure how to make take Nebraska? Northwestern. No, definitely not. That, okay. that hiring was a huge mistake.
0: Here's Minnesota, Oregon State, okay, Indiana that's, State, that's game, Colorado State, okay, state, 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 state. state. state, state. Tech it, This is this is Tech the first. State. Wait a minute. No, four states in a row to start out the year. Oregon State, Indiana State, Colorado State, Penn State. Never been done before. I don't know if that's been done before. <laughs> Michigan State, Iowa at home. Okay, that's that's a
1: big. Penn State's obviously going to be a, a pretty good decent team. At Maryland. Serve.
0: Okay. Rutgers.
1: Right. See, so those are their two East teams.
0: Yes. At Illinois. Right. Now the scrimmage when they go to Purdue. Right. Where Purdue comes in at Nebraska. Okay. Northwestern at Wisconsin.
1: See, so they split up Wisconsin and Iowa. Those are the two games that are decided. But they see they got the same kind of schedule Iowa got. Cause they,
2: they, okay,
0: Mr. Go, Golden Golfer. I'm just saying, Ty, who, Ty, who, Ty, who, who you in on? Name me the coach of Minnesota.
2: I can't remember his name. Jerry? Uh, well, no, it's not Kill anymore. It's, no, uh, it's his interim. He's really good, though. Tracy Clay. I, I may not be able name but I, trust me, he's good. Tracy Clay. All right, Ty, who are you in on for the West? I like Minnesota. I like that schedule. It's go. a good schedule. I think they got a chance. Well, we're not picking East yet, but I'll, I'll say my East later, I guess. But I'm taking Minnesota. I like that. I think they're talented offensively, I think they do the right things. Uh, I don't trust team. Iowa because I'm pretty sure people thought Iowa would be good under Frintz, or how we say his name. But remember when they went to the Orange Bowl and then they crashed back down and started going oh sixty God, cents again. So I, th- bad. I think he just he's a contract year type of coach. Like every four years he ramps up his good year and he's like, All right guys, let's cool it back down. I don't need to <laughs> do this every year. I had to raise the bar every year. I can't do that. Didn't they do that? would not it? I think Todd's was right. Wasn't it
1: like four years ago they went 12-0, 11-1 or, or something? I really
0: don't pay much attention to anything that goes on in Iowa. Right. Got it. Okay. Nebraska. Okay. Take a look at their schedule real quick. Fresno State, Wyoming. Oregon comes in. Loss. At Northwestern. Probably loss. Illinois was. at Indiana. Purdue at Wisconsin at Ohio State. Minnesota, Maryland at Iowa. I was worried there wasn't going to
1: be four losses there, but there's definitely at least no, four you're, you're losses okay. there.
0: Okay, Riley will take. Che- I told you that that's the first check mark on the Nebraska coach's ledger. We got to lose four because that's what we do.
1: Okay, let's actually get into the East here, pops. Michigan State won last year, arguably got well, I, in my opinion got screwed by a crap call in um, Nebraska. Ohio State graduated everybody, or didn't graduate everybody, and their mother went to the draft. Yes. And then you've got Michigan, which Pops has been alluding to, he's got a huge problem with. So. What do you make of that big three here? Is I is Ohio State going to take the step back that everyone seems to be predicting?
0: The thinking is that the the guys that are coming back are, are honked off because that team last year you have seen how many guys got drafted. So the fact guys. that they slept walk through the entire season was really an abomination, and frankly on them and Urban Meyer because he couldn't get them to play when they needed to. They shouldn't have lost the Michigan State well, game that at all. That was a joke. Let's not
1: forget that big part of that was hey you know that first you know the fourth overall running back we're not gonna give him the ball right. How they, does that make sense? I don't know.
0: But I think that he's, Urban Meyer is the best coach in this conference. Right. All, all you Michigan morons, notwithstanding because of hairball, they have the best recruiting class. Yes. I think that they have the motivation to show the last years of fluke. Urban Meyer is 50-4 at Ohio State, right. which is just insane. And I think they have the motivation. They're, they're inexperienced. They just need they to, you know, the schedule will be a big indicator.
1: Well, I mean it is important to notice that I mean they are inexperienced, but at quarterback they're not. Barrett is back at quarterback, so that's that's kind of a big position to have experience at.
0: Right, that's a plus two, and I think they win this, to really? be honest okay. with you. Okay. Here's us well,
1: go ahead, yeah. Schedule.
0: Bowling green.
1: Yeah, good we get through the classic Ohio State. We don't
0: schedule anybody. Well, hold on, you got Tulsa? Here's the game we're gonna watch September seventeenth at Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, that's that's watching because that, they're it, talking about. I mean, the the winner of that game puts themselves in the driver's seats for the playoffs. It's not that the loser eliminates themselves, but it goes a long way. I think we're
0: gonna give gonna give Urban some credit for having the cojones to schedule that because it's good th- game. That's what the SEC guys do, and the Big Ten really needs to do that. They have Rutgers, Indiana, at Wisconsin, okay. at Penn State, Decent Northwestern, team. Nebraska. At Maryland, November 19th will be for the Big Ten West title when they go to Michigan State. They don't play Michigan? Hold on. Oh, well, Michigan. My prediction is that game will mean more than the last game, which was the Michigan well, jerk-offs coming in. If they beat Oklahoma, they're arguably going to go 10-0, and 0, and then it's those last two games. Right. I just think that they're going to have the most talent, and I think the motivation will be to... To show that last year was a fluke. Okay, Tyler. Thoughts on
1: Ohio State? Well, pops gets up the Michigan State schedule.
0: I think they'll be good. I think I think they'll
2: struggle because Barrett won't be able to to get things done with inexperienced guys. I think he'll he'll struggle later in games and not be able to pull out wins. I think they'll they'll lose two of those three games between Oklahoma, Michigan, and Michigan
0: State, especially because
2: they're on the road for two of them.
0: Pops, that's a good question. How many, what
1: did, did you have them going 12-0, 11-1, what?
0: I think they'll lose to Oklahoma, and I think they'll, I think one loss, I think they'll beat Michigan State, and they'll they'll beat the Jesus! I'm rooting like hell that they beat the japanese crap out of michigan because i've had it up to here with michigan so you got them at 11 and 1. yes okay 12 so, and 1 winning the when they win the big 10 title
1: okay so michigan state they have kind of the opposite problem their defense they return a, a good chunk of their defense they got some good pieces on offense but they c- cook graduated so is
0: there any of us here that think michigan's going to finish second michigan state third <sighs> I, i'm taking I wanna, I hear the, the schedules first yeah. i want to hear
2: the schedules first tyler would you say i'm taking michigan to win the big twin Oh boy oh I think they'll win I All think they'll win Okay hold on Give me Michigan State's schedule I want to hear the schedules first
1: Alright Well, I got it I got it no. Pops okay, has got, got it. it It's Pops's thing Okay
0: They uh-huh. open up with a tough game Furman That's a, that's a nail biter At hold Notre on. Dame Oh I, that, good You team.
1: know that's, good, that's a good team Pops
2: Everybody will be rooting for Michigan State in That game That's Wisconsin. True. That's
0: definitely true the,
1: You know That's a couple decent games in yeah. a row
0: At IU That's not BYU comes in
1: They're a decent team
0: Northwestern at Tyler's Maryland.
1: When did it become your Maryland? Oh, the receivers. He was touting Yeah, it the, the first
0: receivers. Year. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, Stephon Diggs was good. I don't know what you're saying. That's true.
0: October 29th, they'll get a chance for Michigan to botch another punt. Michigan comes in. It was a, oh, it was it punt? Yeah. Okay. At Illinois. Okay. Rutgers. Okay. Ohio State comes in November 19th. Right. At Penn State. So. They Two get losses.
2: both Michigan and Mich- They get both Michigan and Ohio State at home. Yes, that's, that's not that's loss. not
1: too bad. I mean, Wisconsin's I think, decent. Don't they don't really. I mean, they got Notre Dame in the non-conference, so Notre Dame, Oklahoma. I would consider. I mean, Oklahoma's better, but they're equal playing field in terms of talent.
0: So, I think D'Antonio is a better coach right now in the pro in the college game than what Hairball is. The talent. Let's, let's face it. Half the Michigan roster is still Brady Hoke's guys, and that's a problem. Right. Okay? Whereas to where D'Antonio recruits what he can do, and they do a hell of a job coaching them up. They, w- they got to the, the college football semifinal last year, and I just yes. think that will continue. The schedule is a big indicator, too.
1: Yes, okay, so Michigan schedule then.
0: You Michigan bastards. <laughs> um, no bias whatsoever.
2: Wait, wait for this non-conference schedule.
0: Hawaii. Okay. UCF.
2: Okay, they've, they've really they wait slipped a minute. the year it after portals. Better.
0: Colorado, who sucks. Okay, they're
1: awful too. are all State. at home,
0: too. Wait, the, the, home sh- the home slate continues, Penn State. Okay, that's a decent team. Actually, the non-conference continues. Oh, okay. Wisconsin, will. Well, I think it'll be a competitive game. But yeah. I, okay. At Rutgers. Suck. Illinois. Suck. October 29th, they go to Michigan State with a chance to blow another game.
1: That one's, I think, going to be a big indicator. especially it's huge. That's the big one for Michigan because they don't play anybody. Right. I mean, Penn State and Wisconsin will be decent, but let's be honest. Michigan should win
0: those. Maryland. Suck. Okay, at Iowa, November 12th, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a good game. Indiana Suck. at Ohio State. That's a big one. So they go to Michigan State and Ohio State.
1: I'm you know, Pops, it could be something where like Michigan State beats Michigan, but because of the fact that Michigan has an easier schedule, it I think it really could come down to Ohio State, Michigan State and Ohio State, Michigan because the way because Michigan's schedule is a joke. Well, not, it's not it's not a good schedule. It, they have a I, I just kid. don't
0: think they're going to look I, one thing I told you also but the odds that started for them, Michigan yeah. winning the national championship was fifty to one, and there's so many dumbasses from Michigan putting money down that they're down to like eight to one,
1: which is ridiculous. But
0: they're not winning the national championship. Okay, so this team is still not good enough yet. Right. So and let's take a look. The recruiting class. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I have to hijack this thing because I've had it up here with the Michigan. They started with the recruiting class. Right. It wasn't as good as it's not the number six recruiting class in America. Okay. Part of that's because of Hairball, and he brings in Ric Flair. Bill Clinton, Tom Brady, Oval Redenbacher, Michael Phelps, anybody that's popular, all right? So they automatically get a boost. Gary helped that, all right? The number one defensive tackle in America helped that, but they're not that good. Not to mention, as I said earlier, half of this roster, if not more, is still Brady Hoke's guys. And the last I checked, Michigan under Brady Hoke sucked. So they might be a year ahead. But I, I don't they I don't if they win both of these games at Ohio State and at Michigan State they will have earned it. However, I don't see that happening. Okay, so Tyler, I want to know who
1: wins between Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, Michigan State, and I want to know the one, two, three, and their win totals.
2: Go. I think Michigan will beat Michigan State. Okay. I think they'll beat Ohio State. I think they'll beat both teams, and I think. Ohio State will beat Michigan State, so it'll be Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. Because I mean, I think you, we we want to make fun of Michigan blowing it, but they were winning and about to punt it with 20 seconds left. I mean, like the odds of that going bad are like 1,000 to one. Yes, no, I agree, but I mean they got killed in against Ohio State. True, I mean, but they they're still good. And let's also not forget he took a team called Stanford and made them good, like a team of a bunch of nerds. Mm-hmm. We're playing good football. All right, Tavis, Fine, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, oh, no,
1: hold on. I need to know the win totals then, because he gave me. It's he's uh, got Michigan. He's got Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. So what is it?
2: I guess they I'm taking Michigan 12 0. Ohio State headed to Michigan State nine and three. Uh, Eleven and one, but Ohio State would be higher because one of their losses to Oklahoma. Wait, no, yeah, one of their losses to Oklahoma. One's to Michigan, and but they beat Michigan State, so. 12-0 okay, Michigan, 10-2 Ohio okay,
0: State, 11-1 okay, got Michigan. Gotcha. Pops. Ohio State wins both of these games. Okay. Michigan State beats Michigan. Got it. Michigan does me a favor and loses to both. Matter of fact, I don't even know if Michigan goes to Iowa and wins that game. Okay. Okay. So I think I, I will, or Excuse me. Ohio State will be undefeated in the Big Ten, one loss at Oklahoma. At Oklahoma, right. I think Michigan State will lose two games. Michigan could lose two games, but the difference is Michigan State beats Michigan in the head-to-head.
1: Who's the other team that you're picking Michigan State to lose to? Not Notre Dame, right? You're not going to pick Notre Dame, are you? Oh, he's going to do it, Tyler. You're going to pick him
2: BYU? I don't know.
0: They're a good team. I, I don't think they beat Notre Dame. It's oh, early, okay. It's early. It's on the road. I think you got to replenish valid. some guys. That's valid. I think But see, that has nothing to do with the Big Ten. Right, right. So so,
2: I, so I, you I, got Ohio State, uh, Michigan p- State. Pops, take Lovey Smith to beat him. He'll get one of those wins that means nothing. That's um, true. He
0: probably will upset one of those teams he's not supposed to. I'm rooting for anybody and everybody that plays Michigan this year because I've
1: had it. At this point in time, God, I I really want to pick Michigan third because I think Ohio State still has more talent. The Michigan State quarterback thing scares me. I think it might be something where I think Ohio State, Michigan might decide the Big Ten East. I think is what it's going to shake down to, which is disappointing because I like Michigan State. I like Dan Tony mostly because it's it's like we talk about. They don't really have those flashy recruited classes. The dude just does his job.
0: Well, no, it's it's, it's what it's what a good coach does. He coaches he coaches up his team's players to no, be really good exactly, players.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So here's the the actual question to wrap up the college p- preview because we're gonna go a little long because we get to the NFL because we got we skipped it last week. Um, playoff. In the playoffs, in the New Year's Six. Cause remember, Michigan you, in the playoffs,
2: Ohio State, New Year's Six.
1: So not any, so not the West team. Okay, so you said Michigan and Ohio State are in. Yes. Okay, Pops.
0: I think Ohio State gets the playoffs, and because I think the people who run the bowls are idiots, they'll take Michigan over Michigan State because <laughs> they want to put Michigan on TV because there's more. it's a bigger university. It's more known than Michigan State. I don't know if that – I think that's – so Michigan State are good job.
1: <laughs> right. Again-ish. Okay, so let's do, we had, We skipped them last week. Let's do the NFL. You want to do AFC or NFC first, Pops? No not care. Okay, AFC it is. So last year, Chiefs were in the playoffs. Denver was up and down offensively, but still a really good team. This year, we kind of alluded to it. I, I know that you and I have talked about You expect this division to go like this.
0: Yes, they'll be packed together because Denver lost a lot of talent. Yes. And more than likely, Butt Fumble will start out the year as the starting quarterback. Right. And he has the propensity to throw bad interceptions. Yes. Not that a good interception's good, but he has throws. The, and the one he threw against the Bears was in triple coverage. So, I mean, right, right, s- okay. Thursday night. So yes, I think their you defense know, still looks pretty good. Right. Through, and, right? I, and I think what Dumb Elway, Tyler's guys thinking is look, last year our quarterbacks were nothing more than game managers. We ran the ball. Somewhat successfully, somewhat unsuccessfully. We occasionally turned it over, but we punted the ball and played defense. The yes. defense is still going to be good.
1: And it's not like they don't have talent on the offense ha- that's of the the QB. most
0: talented team in the, in the league or the West, except at one position, quarterback. Right. That's a problem. Right. Okay. Now, as far as the turnovers, you got, San, you got Sanchez. You could check that off. It's like, we got a guy that'll turn the ball over because it's the same formula that the one last year. So I think the thinking is Sanchez is a hell of a lot cheaper than Peyton Manning and a hell of a lot cheaper than Osweiler. He'll be a game manager. We'll run the ball, throw it on occasion, you know, and we'll play defense. And I think that, and more than likely, I think that will probably be enough to win this division.
1: Here's the question. Will we see three different quarterbacks this year for Denver?
0: I think you'll see two because I think Sanchez will get you to the point that you're going to pull your hair out. So you don't think we'll see
1: – is it Simeon and Lynch? You'll I wanted. think you'll
0: see Simeon because at this point they're higher on Simeon. He right. just was set out. He did. He's just gaining experience. He might be, not this year, but next year he'll be that he'll be the 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 comp- comparable to to Ostweiler. Okay. I think that they, they did a good job with him. I think right. you have to say they give him credit for that. And I think Simeon they think of uh, equally as much or higher than they thought of Ostweiler. Tyler Denver. I think they can still be relatively successful, but I don't think they'll be as good
2: because i have to believe that a defense that's going to lose players and an offense that has no projection to be better had lucky falls come last year and they won't get that same thing this year okay plus you know there's probably you know you there's going to be a a fall of motivation for some guys because they won their rings they're not going to do as good because that's just kind of how it happens yeah okay do you think we'll see two quarterbacks three quarterbacks uh two quarters i th- I think we'll see all three. Yeah. I think he'll eventually they'll get to a point where they, they want to see Packers and Lynch play a little. Okay. And I think they'll get curious and see what Simeon wants can do.
1: Okay. I, I think I'm more in line with Pops because I think they'll win, so I think we'll see two, and I think it'll be Simeon and Sanchez. Kansas City was number two Pops. Arguably I feel like they didn't really go anywhere. I mean, they lost was it uh they lost That's one true. of their offensive linemen. Right. But they brought in the guy from the, the Browns who's supposed to be a pretty good right tackle. Yeah. And Schwartz. they just yeah, Schwartz, and they just—I don't May feel the like they,
0: Schwartz be with you. No, definitely,
1: I, I don't feel like they really did anything. They kind—they just kind of got older, basically, one year older.
0: I agree, um, and they went on a hell of a run. Credit Andy Reid. They still
1: have Barry sign, That's a big deal. They
0: played without Jamal Charles for most of the year. Um, I, however, I just—the team is not as talented as the Broncos, and I think that. They will they will remain competitive, but I think they go eight and eight and finish really? behind Denver.
1: Okay, Tyler, that's I didn't expect that.
0: Tyler, what do you think? Possibly yeah, 9 and eight, 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 somewhere in there. It just depends. The schedule is not going to be. It's, it's going to do them a favor. I'll say nine and seven. Okay, Tyler, Kansas City.
2: I think they'll get to ten and six. I think they'll overcome it because they like Charles got hurt last year and they went on a winning streak. They did really well, which you, just, you I mean you wouldn't expect. I think Reed has a, has done a good job of building a defense and an efficient offense that they could weather through tough times. I mean, it's probably, you could see that this division a nine and 17 wins wins the division. I, I would yeah, not be surprised so. by that.
1: Right. Okay. So let's let's talk about the darlings. I think because a lot of people we talked about them last year, and I think we proved they're maybe another year behind, but we we're right. But Oakland, obviously, is a trendy pick this year. Yeah, Pop.
0: I I think that they're coming, and I think within a year or two they'll be the best team in the division I just think that that team will continue to get gain experience, Right. they could use some more veterans in key positions, they'll be in this divisional race, I just think at the end they might be like 7-7, seven 7-6 seven, seven and they'll fade at the end, I think they win 7 games 7 games, yes. okay, Tyler
2: I think they'll win like 8 games or so I think that they'll, they'll there'll be like a constant flow of expectations going up and down with this team where they'll do well and then they'll kind of stall, then they'll do well again and then they'll kind of have just a game where they're bad because a lot of people say the offense line is good. The defense is better. And I just have to see it because I think uh, the Raiders along with the Jaguars remind me that it seems like the NFL always picks a team each year that they think will do these really, just really go above and beyond. And it just doesn't happen because I think a, it's not as easy as they make it out to be that you just can't just put a bunch of guys together and be like, all right, the team's better because you got to, you know, make the team. And B, I think everybody else hears this, so they want to play the Raiders good. So like people who have very high expectations when they have very little evidence leading up to don't do as well because people are kind of ready, and it just kind of gets overblown.
1: Here's a question for you, Todd. Does Mac break the single-season sack record?
2: No, I just don't think he's featured enough in that
1: defense to do that. I mean, he was all pro at both down end and outside linebacker. You which, know, I mean, I mean he's really happened.
2: good. I just don't think he I don't think he's allowed to kinda of do his own thing enough to be able to do that.
0: Pops? I don't think so. I like I agree with Tyler. I don't know if he's in a feature position because they're gonna move him around. For I mean, the record, we were
1: obviously right. We all wanted him over Clowney for Houston and we clearly were right on that.
0: Right. Which, okay. Well go ahead. Well we typically we are, but we just don't nobody listens to us. No, of
1: course not. We would have got it right for Houston. Clowney's I don't even know what the what the hell his deal is anymore. Uh, and then, of course, the Chargers, who kind of the opposite of the Raiders, right? Kind of an old team that you know is like they have some talent. They just, the last couple of years, it seems like age has caught up with them.
0: The roster, I think, is in a transition stage. I just don't know who the general manager is. I certainly don't think he's doing a really good job. Well,
1: look at the Bosa thing. There's talks that they, that he royally pissed that guy off.
0: I'm confused because they act like they're the sisters of the poor, but they have all this money coming in, and they pick a guy who they thought fell to them and was a great draft pick and then you basically go on this to where your guy it's just bad bad Press bad PR for a team that's trying to get a stadium in San Diego and then you pick a guy that now is the only one holding out yeah. even though you have a rookie rookie scale and right. slotting and everything right. it's, it's a bad look and I think it's indicative of a team that will score a bunch of points the defense is bleh, and I think they'll win five games
2: Tyler I agree like four or five games and I've heard that the Bosa thing on top of... These are a lot of the same guys who still was there with the Rivers-Manning thing and that they've also had other people hold out. And then it just... It makes the charges. But they said the quota is makes them look like a Mickey Mouse organization because they can't the, get simple stuff done.
1: Don't forget about that because this offseason, they had the whole bad falling out with the, that safety that went to Baltimore. Yeah. Was that yeah. last year? No, it was this year, right? I think it was this year. Yeah, yeah. and the, that was all, they had that whole thing where he, they tried to they find him initially because he wanted to watch his daughter perform at halftime, and everyone was like, wow, you guys are super huge dicks. Well, it
2: right. was the last game, and they were a losing team, and they still did that. Yeah,
0: so the manager kind of looks bad. Yeah, what I'm saying, they're, they're, they're projecting down. Mm-hmm.
1: Here, here's one for you, because you guys do the fantasy stuff for us. Before, we, before I get your guys' records, which running back are you picking out of these four teams? Because they, they all come with some question marks, Pops.
0: Probably Jamal Charles. I, I think that I don't trust C.J. Anderson. I don't know what to think of Gordon. There's some thoughts that Latavius Murray is going to go more into a kind of a two- or three-headed monster. I yeah. think, Assuming Charles is healthy, he still I think he still could have a year toward where this beneficial, especially the PPR league. The rest of them, they're just... They're going to have to prove it, right? Tyler?
2: Well, I guess I agree with Pops and Charles, but to pick someone else, I'd probably go with Anderson because I think that they'll feature him. I think them paying him, and he started seeing the ball more at the end of the year, and they're just going to run the ball and play defense. I mean, don't forget, two, two years ago, he had, a, he had eight straight games where he was, he was like averaging 100 yards or 100 yards a touchdown or so a game. So he's got the potential. Still young. To me, he's worth a flyer. Like he, going into this year, I think he's worth a two or three running back, and I think you can buy him low enough that that's worth that.
1: Okay. Wide receiver pops because you got Keenan Allen, but he's coming off an injury, and the Chargers are gonna stink. You got Amari Cooper, who everybody already loves, but he faded down the stretch last year.
0: Keenan Allen, because San Diego's gonna be behind and chuck the ball, and I think that's the offense. The question I had, Tyler, do you, would you bother to draft Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders, and if you do, w- at what round would you look at him? Oh yeah, they're still gonna get production because you could
2: say the T is gonna be bad, but in our league, in a PPR, Tom Thomas still number nine receiver. I can't believe they'll be so much more terrible than like Peyton Manning's worst season
0: ever, mm. where he had like four touchdowns and like ten picks or something. Like they're not gonna be good. Okay, the question I had too, Tyler, C.J. Anderson, I think is going in the forties. Is that about where you think his valuation is, or do you hope to get him lower?
2: I had a two back. That's probably about right. He's probably worth it because yeah.
0: I think he could. I think, I think, think he easily right. could have a really good year. Well, I think he's he is the focal point of the offense now with San, with Sanchez there that they're going to want to run the ball yeah. to set up the pass. Yeah, I think they paid him, and so I can't I, I can't
2: believe Elway's not going to be like that's the guy he picked to pay. And he's going to say, but run whoever you want. He can't fumble gonna say, the ball. He's going to say, you've got to figure yeah. out how to work yeah. with this guy.
0: He can't fumble the ball because if he starts fumbling, then you're going to go into a running back by committee. Yeah. And that's what happened last year.
1: Okay, so I want, for this, we normally do records. I, I want not only records for the four, but I also want the division record since we consider this one probably the closest of all divisions.
0: Denver wins 10-6, and six, and I think they, what, 8? I think they go win six games in the division.
1: No, there's only, so there's six and zero. Oh, there's only six games in the division. Sorry.
0: Uh five and one. Five and one. Okay. Um, sorry, math. Um, the Chefs go nine and seven, and I think they go three and three. The Raiders go seven and nine, and I think they go two and four. The Chargers win five games. And I think they win one divisional game.
2: Tyler, Chiefs go ten and six. Go four and two in the division. Broncos go eight and eight go this is tough because i can't i gotta know how many possible wins they could get outside division to know it makes sense uh, two and four go eight and eight raiders go three and three division go eight and eight chargers go now i gotta do math and figure out how many actual <laughs> losses there because like now if i say they go oh it's six that may not even be possible uh, let's just say they go like one at five and they go four twelve. the math's probably wrong there though
1: Okay, so I think I think I'm going to take the Broncos at this point. So I'm going to go Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, and probably do something like uh, ten, nine, eight, five. I think something like that. And I think you're probably so ten for Denver, four and two. I think in the division, nine for Kansas City, probably four and two, three and three. Oakland, I'll take like eight and eight and three and three, and then the Chargers probably like one and five with four wins. So NFC flipping that. Used to be one of the closer divisions. Now kind of went like this. Because well, I I don't know. What do you take here, Pops? The Seahawks kind of had a weird year last year.
0: Yeah, They started out slow, made a run, got to the playoffs. Everyone thought they were going to flip that proverbial switch. They go to Carolina second round and just get blown out. In the first half. And come back in the second half made a game of it. Look, I, I think one of the things we talked about was that they're starting to lose guys because you can't pay right. everybody. No, so I think they're going to be like the Packers. They're going to be a team that makes the playoffs. The question is, can they can they up their game to not only win the division but get home field to get to the back to the Super Bowl? And I think at this point, I'm still going to favor Arizona to win that division with Seattle being a wild card.
1: Okay, so Arizona, do you think they could duplicate? Because you know, Seattle had a weird season. Arizona had. I don't want to say everything went right, but they had one of those seasons where everything kind of went right because Palmer's last, like, five years has never been healthy.
0: He's been healthy. They discovered David Johnson. Yeah. John Brown picked his game up. Fitzgerald had a bounce back. And the other receiver, Michael... Floyd. Floyd. He, you know, the defense played well, and they should be better since they picked up Chandler Jones from from New England. That's a big one. They're without Matthew. um, I think, how long is he out? Tyler. Well, he tore his ACL, I think, in December. So it's going to be a bit...
2: Eh, hey, maybe like a month. But, I mean, that's the kind of guy that delivers. Because, well, you got to think about that defense has Matthew coming. They got Jones, but they also drafted Kim DG.
0: Yeah, but I don't. Right. I think they're going to bring him along slow, right?
2: Well, yeah, but, I mean, you still trust that kind of talent coming off the bench is still probably pretty decent. I, I,
0: the other thing is they're going to play a first-place schedule this year as opposed to what they didn't have last year. And I think that will have a negative effect. But I still think at this point they probably have the best combination offense-defense in that division. Right. So I think that they win. I think Seattle's going to be there. They just, they got to figure out a way to, they got to find some guys. I mean, they did a good job of finding guys the first time around. They're going to have to hope that Seattle, they get on this yeah, again.
1: Seattle needs to work on the offensive line. Todd, Seattle and Arizona. Uh,
2: I think Arizona is going to continue to do well just because I think they, they have a good team, good guys You know their their role, good defense. Running game could be good this year now because you have David Johnson and you tell guys like, Bruce Ellington and Chris Johnson, who can't stay healthy, that they don't have to have some kind of feature role. They can be, you know, pieces. And so they can do their job without having as much injury risk. But even if they do get injured, they're not playing as big a role. Seattle just, they have to figure out the running game. Because because Rawls could be ready for the beginning of the year. But for as much people saying he's the next Marshawn Lynch, I mean, it's easy to say that that guy's the next really good person, really good player, but he has to show that. And the other part is that they got... A lot of – they got a lot of backs they brought in. I just – I don't think they know what they're going to do. So they got to figure out their running game. And their line is always just a mess, which hurts their running game. Yeah. And then, and then they just – like Pop said, they, they, they lose guys so they can't pay. And they like keep guys. problem is the guys they can even keep still complain about the money because you still have Bennett <laughs> and Chancellor just going on and on about the money all the time. Right.
1: So, okay, let's, let's talk to the Rams then. They're moving to L.A., which is for this discussion, who cares – the team, though, they drafted Goff. We know what Gurley is, but we talked about this when we talked about keepers. We think that Gurley's a proven commodity, but if they can't figure out the rest of the offense, you potentially limit what he can
0: do. Right. The problem is, is Goff, I don't think Goff starts here. I think they go with Case Keenum. And right. I don't, I don't know right. what that does for you, but it doesn't do anything for me. I don't think the offensive line is that good. The receivers are really pedestrian at best, suck at worst, I don't know who the tight end is so basically you play seven or eight men in the box and you dare case Keenan to beat you right and I, that's not going to work right towards the end of the year Gurley wasn't as effective as he was at the initial part of the year and i think that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna see here that, that look it, everybody needs a franchise quarterback i'll give you that but for a team that has so many damn holes to give up as much as you guys did the lambs did right. in order to get golf one I think that you better hit on your draft picks because you're not going to have as much ability to be right or wrong because you gave up so much to get him. Two, I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. Right. And, and, and I think that's the problem, too. And I think the combination of that and Jeff Fisher wanting to run the ball, punt the ball, which they're going to be doing a lot of, and play defense— I'm I I don't like this. I don't the Rams can play on Mars. I really don't care where they're from. I don't Fisher's not the coach for them. The general He's manager have a job. The, the general manager Sneed is is handpicked by Fisher, because Fisher's in charge of football ops. but he picked his own goof to be the GM. He's not that good either. I, this team has yet to finish above five hundred under Fisher and yes. that will continue again this year. Tyler. Are we overblowing the girly thing?
2: No. Because I I point out to you, it's not like it's to me. It's not like the Vikings are scaring you to throw the ball. But Peterson still does well. Peterson still consistently does well. I think they could get it figured out. I think Gurley's good enough to get it figured out, even when everyone knows the running is going to come.
0: Tyler, there's some Uh, requisite talent in the Vikings receiver core this year. I
2: mean, you say that, but no one knew. Like everyone, you say that now because Diggs had decent time. They tread well, but remember last year, people were still be like. Man, you remember how these guys were blowing up about Cordell but Patterson? When, and that blew up in their face. That's yeah, when God, they have that this guy—he's such a terrible Mike Wallace on their team.
0: That's when Diggs come up and had a nice year. Okay, and I that's think what that, I mean, but
2: like he came out of nowhere because that that court, the receiver sucked.
0: The Rams, like he was like are, the, the Rams only guy not, able to
2: run around. No, but apparently. I think—I mean, I think
1: he makes a point: is that for the longest time, the Vikings have been not a team that you expect to really fling the ball. No,
0: but you have like to it, pass enough to keep keep defenses at least aware of the pass that or the, the possibility that you might throw the ball. The Lambs are closer to what LSU is as opposed to what Minnesota is, which is just run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt, as opposed to – because you, you, LSU needs to diversify the offense. The Rams do too, but the problem is – LSU has the receivers. Yeah. The Rams has That's Tavon true. Austin, who seems like the, he could run the end of rounds. He's a gizmo. And on the, on occasion, you could throw the ball deep, but he's not a number one. I'm not for sure if he's number number two. He's a slot guy. The he's rest a gizmo. of the rest of the receivers, name him. Uh, I, they had Stedman Bailey, but
1: he got shot right, so he's not on the team anymore. I don't Is remember. that how you
0: get out the Rams? You get shot kind of like a and horse. T- 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 is that, that what, what happened to
1: Bailey? Didn't he get shot like in the head? Mm-hmm. Who? Stedman Bailey. Steadman
0: Bailey. Yeah, he got shot in the head. Yeah. Other than that, I forget before. I just there's so there's so much of a talent gap that and they got so many holes on that team that okay, you got a re- you got a quarterback. He likely might he might not see the field this year. Doesn't you got like a fantastic you got, or excuse me. You got a franchise running back, but he's it. Okay, uh, he's so he's it. Speaking of talent
1: deficits here, let's get 49ers out of the way. Can, uh, am, one I, win. am I the only one that is still seriously shocked that there is actually a, co- a competition between Kaepernick and Gabbert? It's sad.
0: Right? It's truly sad. Right? I mean, whatever Kaepernick won, was under hairball, hairball must have taken all his confidence in the ability to call the right play at the right time. And I guess... Michigan. He, to Michigan so I guess Kaepernick would be better served what quarterbacking Michigan I guess or Nevada
1: go back to Nevada I guess this
0: this he, might
1: be he was drafted in the first round by the or now there's a first round but he was drafted relatively early by the Cubs yeah, so maybe she should that. go back to be pitcher
0: I don't know this might be the least talented roster in the NFL and I think them it'd be interesting I think one of there's three teams I think that are vying for the worst team San Francisco Tennessee and Cleveland I think each of us should pick Good a list. team Good list. And, and root for them or do something. I'm a, I just had an idea for that.
1: We'll do it next week because we haven't talked about Cleveland yet, so we can figure that
0: out next week. I, it, it, how Trent Balky still has a job or daub is beyond me. Runs
1: Harbaugh out. The dude was on the pinnacle, maybe not winning a Super Bowl, but you got to get there to win one. And he was getting you know, on the doorstep. The problem step.
0: is you have another dumbass owner, Ned York, the grandson of, of Eddie DeBarlo, who's the epitome of a good, very not a good owner, a great owner. Then he brings his grandson in, who's an idiot, and he's right behind Trent Balky. They bring in uh, Kelly, yeah. who is to me for an orc for a team that's trying to build something. He's the worst coach you could. Because it's a it's a gadget type of offense that's not typical in the NFL. Right. So you got to retool everything. Not
1: to mention he pisses everybody off. Right. He's a jerk. So off. he
0: fits in right there with with uh, bulky. Yeah. They're just gonna no, piss everybody because off. because that's the same thing that hairball did. How long until bulky's like, boy, this Kelly guy's I an that's idiot. True. Why don't yeah. go out and get hairball back? He's at least relatively sane. Yeah. It, it's how long? The question is, how long until Kelly gets ran out of there? Two years, Tyler. Uh, San before San Francisco. the end of next year,
1: San Francisco.
2: I I just think that they'll they'll play the ball around, but they won't win anything.
1: Okay, so let me ask you because I asked a fan. I want to ask one fantasy question before I get your guys' records. Because I asked one about the West. So besides Gurley, who out of the Forty ers and Rams, besides Gurley, is fantasy relevant? Carlos Ty- Hyde. Right. I figured him because I'm kind of expecting a bit of a bounce back from him. Torrey Smith. I know Tyler. Right. Tyler. Maybe one of your sleepers.
2: Torrey Smith, Tavon Austin, and a PPR. Besides that,
0: Carlos Hyde is being listed around numbers anywhere from 25 to 35, but again, defenses are going to probably play seven in the box to stop the the San Francisco run game. Right. And you've got well, Gabbard I, I, throwing the I ball. Mean, since it's Kelly, though, I think they're going to fling
1: it. Because Tyler, the reason I'm I'm in on Torrey Smith as a sleeper because Tyler. what Tyler said about the first, first wide receivers under Chip Kelly, they have career years.
0: Well, they're also going to be behind, so That's they're going to have help. to throw the ball, That's too.
1: That's going to help. So he said Austin, Smith, Hyde. Anybody else, Pops? He said Austin. Uh, Austin Smith, Hyde, Rams defense, definitely. I think they'll obviously be fans. Yeah, the Rams guys. defense will
0: be gone. Um,
1: Anybody else? Are you taking? I mean, the quarterbacks seem like even though we've talked about how you can get bye week replacements pretty easy. the No, way, I, I don't I, think you're taking no, either I, of those guys. No,
0: it's the Ram, the San Francisco roster is generally a train wreck, and I think the Rams are a little bit better, but it's mostly Gurley in the defense. Maybe Austin. Okay. Austin will go, but I think. I don't – he's not, like, up there. He's fall, He's further down in the draft.
1: Okay. Uh, records, Pops.
0: 11 wins for Arizona, Seattle 10, the Lambs will win 6, San Francisco wins 1.
2: Tyler. 13 wins for Cardinals. Wow. 10 for Seattle, 7 for Fisher, and 5 for San Francisco. <sighs> Mr. 8 and 8 will be back this year. 5
1: I feel like is pretty generous. I think I'll take 11 or 12 Cardinals, 10, San Francisco – or Seattle, excuse me uh, – seven eight not above 500 for st louis and then i'm more in line with you pops i think i'm taking somewhere in the vicinity like two or three maybe for san francisco okay so that's gonna do we went a little longer because we want to get the west out because next week we're gonna finish up with the north and the bears we're talking about uh burke's tenure we've already got the previews out for pops did quarterbacks tyler did uh running backs Pops has, of course, the baseball waiver claims because we're getting close to playoffs. So check those out. And then we got the tight ends coming next.
0: Tight ends will be in the pipeline this week.
1: Yeah, and then check out, I started a fantasy football blog, too. That's all up at 3sportsguns.com. Thank you to our on-site producer, Rick Mason. We're in partnership with My Retro Radio. It's a Brushback Pitches podcast presented by 3 Sports Guns at 3 Guns. There's Blair, Tyler, Harold.
0: Catch you next week. Join us next time for the Brushback Pitches. Find us online at 3sportsguns.com. That's the number three, sportsguns.com. This has been a Gunther Sports and Entertainment Production in association with My Retro Radio.